This is Until All Have Heard. We come to you from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC. Ed, as you well know, one of the core values of FEBC is taking the gospel to people in their own language. That's something that's always impressed me greatly. Well, of course, our number one core strategy is taking the gospel. It's all about the gospel. Mm -hmm. The gospel comes with great power. But I'd say a very close second to our core value is that we take the gospel in the language they speak, in the local dialect spoken by someone, not a foreigner, someone whose native tongue is in fact that language. And why do we do that? Because experience has shown us that when people listen to their native tongue from someone that they can trust is from their community, it makes all the difference in the world as to how much they value that message. It's really important. Yeah, we've seen that over and over again, haven't we? Well, let's talk about that today. We're talking about Speaking My Language is the uh, title of our conversation here today. Uh, I'm in Chicago. You're in the studios of FEBC in La Mirada, California, but a very special guest is with you there in the studio. I'm with a very good friend of mine, a longtime colleague and co-worker here at FEBC La Mirada. His name's Jonathan Mortis. And Jonathan, you're originally from the Philippines, I believe. Correct, correct. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Ed. Hi, Jonathan. Yeah, I've, I started with FEBC Philippines in uh, 1987. So I've been with the ministry. You're older than you look. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just call her my hair. It's good we're not on uh, uh, video. So I'm good. Jonathan's very young at heart. He's a young man at heart with a lot of experience for FEBC, and we're so grateful. Tell us a little bit about what you've done for FEBC all, over all these years, Jonathan. Well, it's it's really an honor. It's really a privilege for me to be working with a ministry that I've been listening to when I was young. And then got on board with it. Um, also, my dad was uh, a staff of FEBC. Until now, he's, he's doing a program in the Philippines with my sister. And um, listening to FEBC, uh, growing up, and then getting on board on, on FEBC as an announcer, uh, producer, using my language. So English is a second language for me. If uh, probably you won't notice, but still the translation, everything, it's still processing in my brain (laughs) as I talk my uh, English. Wow. So you can speak personally to the value of listening to the gospel in your native tongue and how much easier it is than listening in a second language. Well, definitely uh, your heart language is... uh, really, really close to you. Um, just just to give you a little bit of uh, example on that, I mean, if, if someone comes to your country uh, as a missionary or whatever, an, an expat, and then all of a sudden he'll be speaking your language, there's a connection on that right away. And they'll be, they'll be, they'll be, there's a relationship. So, um, I mean, especially with uh, with Asians, relationship is very, very important. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. So it's not just the language, it's the relationship. That's true. So getting to know the person that's speaking, and if it's through radio, it must be in their language, obviously, mm-hmm. because otherwise there's a distance implied 
uh, in in a foreign language. And as you both know, you're we're all broadcasters here. Um, in broadcast, and in especially in radio, friendship is established. Yes, mm. yeah. he's a friend. Yeah, the, you know, even though you don't know the person who's listening to you, it becomes a friend. Sure, um, radio is a relationship. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. We have the opportunity to do this little broadcast daily, the uh, the three of us, Wayne and Jonathan and I, and actually the four of us, because Joe Carlson's deeply involved as well. How many testimonies have we heard when the person listening says, my broadcaster is not just a voice on the radio, I consider them one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And That's so true. it is very important. And you're right, Jonathan, I think it's particularly a cultural thing. Uh, it's also a biblical thing. I mean, mm-hmm. even at the Pentecost, uh, yeah. the value of hearing the gospel in their own language. I was, was just thinking incredible. of that same passage, Ed. It's remarkable that you brought that up because I mm-hmm. was just reading about this in the book of Acts. It wasn't that they were in these these unintelligible tongues. They, they heard the gospel in their own language. That was the miracle of Pentecost, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got it right here. It's Acts 2.6. And when the sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. So it's important to God, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's a fundamental principle of FEBC. But let's move on just a little bit because what have we done with that? We recognize that the value of people hearing uh, their local dialect spoken by someone from that community. How have we interpreted that and put that into practice in ministry, Jonathan, particularly from your standpoint? Well, I I was so privileged and, you know, Ed sent me to, to Thailand. Um, in, <laughs> you were in, on assignment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was. So we, my wife and I lived in Thailand in 2019. Um, we really enjoyed it. Um, the, the call of the Lord was so clear for us. Um, my, my heart's desire is uh, really missions. And alongside with that is uh, worship. So worship and missions, I, I always, those are my two, two passions in life. However, when I was called to, to Thailand with my wife, I had the privilege of serving with our Thai operations, as well as with our 17 ethnic languages. And um, when I say missions, I mean, Thailand itself, it's less than 2%, or actually evangelicalism there is 0.6%. Plus, with the 17 ethnic minority people groups around in uh, that area, it's it's just amazing. It's missions. It's mm, missions. Mm, and I mm, love mm. I love reaching out to them. So let's explain a little bit deeper for our audience. What do you mean when you say ethnic missions? So we're a radio broadcasting operation. And in Thailand, we're broadcasting on a number of FM stations in the Thai language. Mm-hmm. But when you say the ethnic ministries, what does that really mean? Well, these are the people groups that were kind of dislocated or taken out of um, um, their their country because before they lived there most of them live live in uh, mountains uh, in the mountains however you know when the colonization came there was a boundary so they were separated mm. um, as as people groups mm-hmm. 
So they are people groups with their own culture, with their own language, in their own environment, um, separated. Um, and they have they don't have a country mm-hmm. on their own. So they're they're situated in Thailand, Laos, Myanmar, China. Mm. Yeah. But radio doesn't pay any attention to those geographic boundaries, right? So we have in these 17 languages you're talking about, we have people who are native to those people groups speaking that language and doing what with the broadcasts? How are they broadcasting this content to these people? We're so privileged we could do shortwave broadcasts. So our programmers— um, I won't mention where, where they are, but they are uh, from the people group, and they will be producing their own programs uh, to their their people. So once they produce it, we send it to the Philippines, and we broadcast it via shortwave mm-hmm. technology. Mm-hmm. And many of these languages have been broadcast on shortwave to these ethnic people groups for a long, long time. Correct, correct. And until now, we've been hearing uh, lots and lots of uh, feedbacks, responses from them that we are still listening to you via shortwave. Because right now, we are also on Facebook, we're on on YouTube, we're on uh, uh, Messenger, Mm. uh, with Mm. with the new media, but Mm. Mm. especially... Those in the remotest part, Mm, mm. they listen to shortwave. You and I were just discussing a few days ago uh, about the fact that we've been broadcasting into Laos for decades, many, many years. And only recently, because of the development of a, a, a number of contacts via Facebook, that we have received responses from listeners in Laos. Tell me just a little bit about that. That's exciting because um, now with our Facebook Live, uh, they can now uh, communicate on on Facebook. And now our Lao broadcaster has uh, three Bible studies doing weekly on on Messenger. Definitely, he doesn't show his face because you know on 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 social media you could so you you could see each other, but he doesn't show his face. He doesn't. We doesn't need to introduce himself, but. But he teaches Bible study. Mm. Jonathan, do these ethnic language broadcasters, do they ever get to fellowship with each other and learn from each other? Uh, I know they, they serve in some isolated areas, but that, that must make it hard for them to do that. Well, in, in the area that we're operating, you know, many of them uh, live in that area because it's, it's safer. Okay. So we have the opportunity of gathering most of them. And uh, we had our first um, uh, ethnic ministry uh, conference, you know. <laughs> so that was in 2019. I had I had the privilege of helping and coordinating that. Yeah, you and convened it that. It was a blast. What was yeah. the impact of that? What did they say to you about that experience? Oh, you know, because because they operate on their own, right? They they have their own culture, their own their language, and uh, they said. It's great to see each one to fellowship and pray for another and exchange uh, uh, the things that they're learning and from from others. And um, they feel like they belong to a 
a big family. Yeah. They belong. They belong. Again, relationship. I love that. I really love Mm -hmm. that feeling, Ed. Yeah. I had the opportunity to join Jonathan for part of that conference, and I had so much fun with these people. They're so filled with the joy of the Lord, knowing what they're able to do, and for the first time, really being able to share with other like-minded people the value of their broadcasts, the results, how much joy it gave them to get one letter from a listener uh, talking about the impact that it's had on their life. And I remember one particular circumstance. I was sitting around having lunch with a number of these people, and I tried to read everyone's name off of their name badge. <laughs> and everyone was just laughing out loud because I butchered the pronunciation of every single name so badly. But it was fun to be with them and, and have that level of Christian camaraderie. Yeah. Not everyone has a name as simple as yours, Ed, right? So. Yeah, right, right. Oh, there were some beauties. There were some beauties there, but wonderful, godly yeah. people. It was such a joy to be with them. Oh, that's a great report. Now, it would be a lot simpler just to choose a language, a predominant language, and broadcast in that language, uh, but it's very complicated to put together all these various ethnic languages and take that approach Again, let's reemphasize why that's so important, Ed. Well, simply because God has told us that, you know, even the sparrow he cares for. And so it's not just the big group. It's not numbers. We care for every soul. And God has given FEBC this technology 76 years ago. Uh, God allowed FEBC to build these giant shortwave towers, have this technology. And the fact is, people in these very rural regions have shortwave radios uh, because that's the only technology that's allowed them to connect to the outside world for decades. So we have the technology. We know how to find the people that God sends us that have the talent and the language. And we must proclaim the gospel to the large groups and to the small groups. Yeah. And just one more thing, Jonathan, you were mentioning social media, Facebook, et cetera. I'm amazed that it's penetrating into these uh, these people groups and is being used the way it's being used by FEBC. That's a, that's a great tool for the gospel. It's mind-blowing, Elaine. Actually, Nopukun, which we interviewed here, he was uh, excitedly telling me that, you know what, our engagements is about 20 million already wow. in in on Facebook alone. Wow. On Facebook alone. So Praise God, huh? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you know, lockdown also helps that. Yeah. So, you know, Wayne, what I love to speak about on this technology of social media. So for decades, FEBC has been speaking to our listening audience through shortwave radio. But our ethnic minority broadcasters collectively now use the phrase we used to speak to our audience. Now we're speaking with our audience. Important difference. So it's an yeah. engagement. People yeah. are asking questions. People are reaching out. They're having these Zoom Bible conferences. It is amazing to see what these staff in these remote areas are doing with the gift that God has given them through technology and the advancements that we've seen yeah. just in the last few years. Well, Jonathan, since you've had some firsthand experience with this, we wanted to hear from you here today. So thanks for this report. Uh, It is very exciting to see how God has fitted and joined all the people and all the personnel together doing what they do best and using that for his glory. So I'm very grateful. If if I may add, uh, Ed, Wayne, 
I mean, these people groups are marginalized because they don't have a country. And then you're, they're going to hear their own language uh, uh, broadcasting to their own language, mm-hmm. the gospel and love. Mm-hmm. Oh, they would be connected to that right away. Mm-hmm. We had the opportunity, Jonathan, to hear that story about a, a man who said, I wasn't the least bit interested in your Christian content, but I listened to your program because it's the only time I heard my native language. What a powerful statement. He's only listening because it was his language, but then he hears the gospel and the gospel comes with great power. Now he's a dedicated follower of Christ. Yeah. Only God could orchestrate such a thing. Yeah. Jonathan, it's uh, such a pleasure to have you on the other side of the microphone. Jonathan helps us so much in the studio as a technician helping us put these recordings together, but today he's joining us as our guest. And your impact on ministry over these 37 years, Jonathan, has been extraordinary with FEBC uh, as a broadcaster in the Philippines, as a helper with our ethnic minority languages. Your true gift to FEBC, and it's been a joy for Wayne and I to be with you today. Thank you, Jonathan. My joy. Thank you, brother. And when you go to our website this month, there is additional information about this ethnic language ministry of the Far East Broadcasting Company. And you can check that out and learn how to pray. Maybe you'd like to look up a a certain language there that you have a burden about. Go to febc.org, febc.org. That's it for Ed Cannon and Jonathan Ortiz and our producer, Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company.